Hi, welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Alex Papas, Senior Pastor at Oceans Unite Christian Center. Well, good evening, everybody. Great to see you all tonight. Amen. You're not out Christmas shopping. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, I have to do my Christmas shopping. Amen. You're right. Don't forget about me. Amen. (laughs) All right. Well, tonight we are going to... This is actually our last Saturday night service of the year. So I want to share a message with you that God dropped in my spirit that I really believe is for each and every one of us right now. And I'm going to entitle the message. It was so difficult, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're, going to, we're going to call it counterculture. Counterculture. I almost said cancel culture, but we'll leave it at can, can, counter country, counterculture for this evening. And um, let's just go straight in the Word of God to Daniel chapter number 3. Daniel chapter number 3. And we'll start there and we'll see what the Lord does. Amen. I want to show you tonight what happens when you make a decision to go against the culture that is immoral, that is defiled, that is destructive. I want to show you the power of an individual that stands up for the culture that God desires us to walk in. And when we do that, not only do we change, not only does it have an impact on on the people around us, but it can actually change a culture. Let's take a look. Daniel chapter number three. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits, and it's worth six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the straps, the satraps, administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces, all the leaders basically, to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, governors, counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image of King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that he had set up. Then, then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, sultry in symphony with all kinds of music that you shall fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people Nations, languages fell down and worshipped the golden image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Let's stop right there for just a moment. 
I want you to see that, first of all, it says there that this golden image was set up, this altar was set up, this, this statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And so what happened was, immediately when the instruction was given that once the music plays, you have to bow down, immediately the response of the people was, listen, I don't want to be thrown in any kind of fire. I don't want to get in any kind of trouble. I don't want things to, you know, I don't want to, that's, that's just terrible. You know, who wants to be thrown in the fire? Thank you for your overwhelming response. And so obviously they didn't want that. They didn't want to be thrown in the fire. And so the Bible tells us that it says that all the peoples, in verse number seven, nations and languages, fell down and worshiped. Everybody say all the people. In other words, everyone decided that they were going to obey. Even those that didn't want to obey, they made a decision that they were going to follow, that they were going to obey. Because the consequences seemed so harsh, and that just to save themselves, they were going to do what was necessary. They were going to submit to what was completely anti what God had commanded the children of Israel to do. I want you to understand that we live in a time right now where you will be put in a position where you will have to choose. Because you will be put in a position where the culture will define to us that this is what we're supposed to do. And if we don't do this, the, the consequences are going to be harsh. There's all kinds of things that could possibly happen. And you're going to be the one that's going to have to make a decision what you will do. Will you bow down to the culture? Will you bow down to what the enemy is desiring to do? Or are you going to make a decision to stand against it? I want you to see what the Bible says. All peoples, all nations, they all made a decision to bow. So the pressure... If you were one individual that wanted to stand against this, was extremely intense. It's not like a small thing, if you understand what I mean. We're talking about everybody going that way. And I want you to try and imagine it because most of the time we, we hear it and it sounds, I would stand up. Right? I'm talking to you. <laughs> What would you do? And then the Bible says, verse number eight, therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And however, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. But there's a problem, because there are some people that are not listening. He says, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the provinces of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due respect to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? You see, sometimes when you get put in a position where you have to make the right decision, when you get asked the question, is it true that you're making this decision, I want you to imagine what will you say? What excuse will you come up with? Right? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king of Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case... Wait, let's go back. Sorry, I missed a verse or two there. Let's go to verse 15. Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound and horn, flute, lyra, and palti, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, so he's telling them that if you're going to do it, you'll be fine. But if you don't do it, you will be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king of Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from his hands, O king. I want to stop there. Listen to me. I'm reading it for a reason. I could tell you the story, but there's nothing more powerful than God's word. When you read his word, there is things that will come out of his word that you cannot tell the story about, which you'll understand hopefully in just a moment if I can not lose my place. Amen. All right. But if not, let, us, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke the command and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. I want you to understand that when you stand up against what the enemy wants to do, he's going to get a little bit mad. You're not going to be so popular in that moment. The enemy will do whatever he can to stop anybody from standing up for what is right and what God wants to do. Remember, when we were taught how to pray by Jesus, he said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a way that we are supposed to be as Christians, as believers. The first thing is we give him honor. The first thing is we give him worship. But from there, we make our lives lives that desire to seek his will to seek his ways and so it was not the will of God for them to bow down and whatever his will was regarding the fiery furnace they were happy they were going to submit to it are you with me no matter what the cost is we as believers have to stand up for what is true and what is right don't worry about what some say don't worry about what your friends say. Don't worry about what your colleagues say. Don't worry about what, if your parents don't serve the Lord, don't worry about what they say. 
If you stand up for what is true, if you stand up for what is right, if you stand up for what is God's word and His will, I want you to know that He will deliver you. And if He doesn't deliver you the way you want, it doesn't matter. Are you with me? Right now on the earth, what are you going to do? This is the last Saturday night message. And I'm charging you in the presence of God tonight. What will you do in 2022? When the defining line between what is true and what is false will become ever so evident. And it will be difficult to stand for what is truth because the persecution will increase. But what will you do? You see, the thing is, though, is that when you stand up for what is right and what is godly, God will move in the most profound way. Watch this. So let's go see what happens with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen? All right. Verse number 20. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in the armies to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So not even normal people were supposed to bind them. But you must understand, they probably were willing to go and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments. And they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the fiery furnace. So in other words, the people that put them in the furnace ended up burning. We can talk about that for about an hour. But they ended up going in the fire and they did not burn. Now I want you to imagine what it must have felt like from when the decree was put them in the fiery furnace, how they must have felt. Imagine the pressure. Imagine they must have been afraid. I mean, I would have been afraid. You know, I would be bold and I'd be, you know, stand up for what is right, but I'm about to be thrown in a fire that's really, really warm. And I think the fear that came upon them was so intense. But all of a sudden, they get thrown in the furnace. The men that are behind them are on fire, burning, screaming probably. Can you imagine? Now they're lying in the fiery furnace and nothing is happening to them. And they're probably looking at each other, not even understanding what's busy going on. All they know is they made a decision to stand against Everything the enemy wanted them to do. They made a decision to follow God. They made a decision not to bow to the culture. They made a decision not to follow what everybody else was doing. They made a decision to stand up for what was true. To stand up for what was right. Now they're in the fire. They were not delivered from the fire. They were put in the fire. 
And while they're in the fire, it's not affecting them. You must understand, you may have to go into the fire, but while you're in the fire, He will protect you. He will keep you safe and He will get you through it. Can you say amen? He will get you through that fire. Everything looks like you're on fire, but you're not. You might be in the fire. The heat might be there. The pressure might be there. People around you might be burning, but you'll be okay. Then King, verse number, verse number 24, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselor, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the, and the, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, I want you to understand, this is King Nebuchadnezzar, who a few minutes ago was like possessed. His face even changed. He was so angry because they would not bow down to him. Suddenly, they get cast into the fire. He looks and he sees in the fire. He can't believe what he's seeing. So he says to the guys with him, because he thinks he's hallucinating, he says, do you see? Did we not only put three men in the fire? What is this fourth man in the fire? And then let me ask you a question. How is it that he recognizes he says that the fourth man there's something different about him he doesn't look normal he looks like he's the son of God this is incredible you see the reality is when you get taken into the fire and you stand up for what is right you stand up for what is godly the Lord will always be with you in that fire Listen, church, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, He will always be right by our side. And here's the golden ticket. When you're in the fire, even those that persecute, even those that attack, they will see and they will recognize that there is somebody with you, that there is somebody by your side. I'm so excited to get to the next part. <laughs> then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, administrators, and governors of the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. The hair on their heads was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Come on. Now watch this. And then Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel, and I, his angel, and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies. And they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Now watch. Therefore, I make a decree 
that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made in ash heaps, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Come on. There is no other God who will be able to deliver like this. Listen. The Bible says that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. There is a church that will usher in a move of God where we will see the spirit of the Lord poured out on all flesh. It has to happen. It will happen. And I want you to know it will happen in the midst of persecution. It will happen in the midst of a culture where you will have to stand up. But know this one thing, that you will, you will affect you will affect mayors, you will affect county commissioners, you will affect governors, you will affect senators, you may even affect presidents. Come on somebody, come on somebody, give the Lord a shout and a clap. God is looking for individuals that will stand up against a culture that is evil. It's interesting, though, because you'll find out that Nebuchadnezzar ends up writing an entire part of the book of Daniel. Did you know that? We'll have to teach on that sometime. Now, there's a lot I want to tell you. Let's, you see, it's interesting that Daniel did the same thing. You see, Daniel was put in the same type of position, a little bit different with a different king, with Darius. And actually, Darius's men ended up tricking him because he really loved Daniel. And so Daniel was also, not, was also someone that stood against the culture. He stood against the culture and it's almost the same story, except this time he gets cast into a lion's den. And while he's in the den of the lion, after he made a decision to continue to pray to his God, after he made a decision not to submit to that culture, the Bible actually says that after the decree was made that he was supposed to, to, to worship and not worship his God, he went upstairs, he went to his room, and he began to worship God again. He began to pray again, and those that set him up waited for him to do it because they knew that he would not compromise. They knew that he would do it again. And so they end up, he ends up getting thrown into the lion's den. And while he's in the lion's den, again, the lion's mouths are shut up. I want you to understand that God will protect you. He will preserve you. But he is looking for people that will stand up in this season that will be counterculture, counter today's culture. And you can put this into any area of what's going on around us right now. There's going to come a season soon where we will have to see and look and pray that God would give us discernment, what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is false. And the only way that you will be able to see that is if you are close to God. 
The word of God will be the defining line between what is truth and what is false. The only way you will know is, is it against God's word or is it not? And as soon as it is not, you know it's not right. There's no other option. There's no other way. Are you with me? Oh, well, you know, it's the you know, year 2022. So, you know, is it a little different than, you know, back then? No, it's exactly the same. The word is the same. And when things become more and more confusing, the only place that will define exactly what is truth will be the word of God. Now, I really wanted to read that story in Daniel 6, but I want to go to Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. For me, there is nothing better than preaching in the Old Testament and then going to the New Testament. And God carries through certain principles right through Scripture. Now watch. Acts 16, verse 16, now it happened. As we went to pray that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Everybody say fortune-telling. I want to tell you this evening, fortune-telling, tarot card reading, Ouija boards, sorcery, witchcraft, Harry Potter, all that stuff is not from God. And let me tell you, the defining line between Good and evil is not white and black witches and stuff like that. It's Satan and God. There is nothing else. There is no white magic. There is either satanic magic, the satanic power or God's power. There is nothing else. Are you with me? I could tell you some stories. So there's a woman possessed with the spirit of divination. And she's bringing the city finances, fortune, the masters of that city. And this girl followed Paul, verse 17, and us, and cried out saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. And you must understand she's actually saying something really good. These men, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. So it's all good. What she's saying is actually truth. They were doing just that. Are you with me? But she had a bad spirit. She had an evil spirit. That fortune-telling spirit is a demonic spirit. I want you to know that if you get your fortune told, it was told to you by a demon. Don't get mad at me. It's in the Bible. I'll show you in just a moment. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, Everybody say spirit. I want you to know this is a bad spirit. I command you. In the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw 
that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude, everybody say multitude. I want you to see the culture, those people in that city, the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods because the devil was mad. Because somebody stood up against that spirit of divination, against that fortune-telling spirit, did not want that spirit to operate anymore. Paul said, listen, we have come to turn this place inside out, upside down for the kingdom of God. She might be saying something that sounds right, but it's either God's spirit or Satan's spirit. It's one of the two. And the spirit that she's speaking from is not the right spirit. So he turns around and he says, you spirit of divination, Come out of her in Jesus' mighty name. And that spirit comes out. And immediately she couldn't tell fortunes anymore. So the city, the culture gets upset because what they used to and what was profitable could no longer be profitable. So what did they do? They arrested them and they beat them. You must understand that sometimes when you stand up for what is right, there is a cost. And yes, they were beaten. And then they were thrown into prison. Watch this. Are you guys okay this evening? It's a little different. Is that okay? And verse 23, and when they laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailers to keep them securely. And having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison. In other words, the deepest parts of the prison. And fastened their feet with stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. <laughs> now they're in prison. They've just been beaten. They've been bruised. They're lying in the inner parts of the prison. Listen, guys, it looks hopeless. All because they made a decision to stand up against what was wrong. And it cost them. Now they're in, they're in the fire. They're in the prison. They're in the midst of it. And what do they do? They begin to worship God. They begin to cry out to God. And he responds in the most profound way. The Bible says that suddenly, everyone say suddenly. There was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and seeing the prison doors open. Supposing that prisoners had fled, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do not, uh, saying, do, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. I want you to understand something, church. That when you stand up for God, He will protect you. When you stand up against a culture that is evil, that is wrong, that is 
harmful, that is against God's word, he will protect you. He'll send angels to protect you. He'll take you out of situations that seem completely impossible. When you are faced with making a decision to do what is right, it may look like the end result for you will be completely impossible, but I want you to know there will be a fourth man in the fire. There'll be an angel to take you out of that situation. God will remove you. He'll protect you. He'll keep you and get you through it. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout. Amen. One more story. And then we'll, and then we'll see, whatever. <laughs> the church was heavily persecuted. And what happened was the, 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 the church leaders, the, the, the apostles were being persecuted so much that they were eventually even being killed. And so Herod gets a hold of Peter and puts him in prison. And in Acts 12, verse number 1, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains and two soldiers, between two soldiers. And he was, he was so watched that there were chains bound to him and two soldiers were watching over him. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the, to cut a long story short, he gets removed from the prison by the angel. What did he do? He stood up. And even when persecution came, when James was killed, he made a decision that he was going to continue on preaching the gospel. Standing up for what is true, standing up for what is right, not compromising. And he ends up going to prison. While he's in prison, I can share a whole lot of stuff about this, but I honestly believe that he knew that he was not going to die. So he slept. He just went to sleep. And while he was sleeping, an angel came and took him out of prison. The problem with you is you don't believe that angels do that anymore. Maybe they won't do that in your house, but they will do that in my house. Because I believe it. Oh, I believe it with all of my heart that there are angels waiting for Christians who will be bold. There are angels waiting for those who will stand up against the culture, against the things that the enemy desires to do. There are angels waiting to save you, to, to cover you. There are angels waiting at the Lord's command to go out and fulfill His will and fulfill His word. There are people, and I want you to know that God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But what you have to do is stand strong in the midst of everything that comes against you. We are heading into a very interesting time. But God will be with you. He will protect you. He will never leave you again or forsake you. But you have to stand strong. And he will pour his spirit out on all flesh. And you will see the hand of the Lord and he will move powerfully on the earth. In the next few years, I believe with all of my heart, we will see God move powerfully on the earth. 
But there's going to have to be some people that will stand up and be bold and stand up against this culture. This culture that's trying to cause us to be crushed and silenced. And call those things that are evil good. And the question is, will you bow down to that image? Or will you stand strong? Today, the world teaches us that we can have sex with whoever we want before we married. In fact, now you can have sex if you're a guy with another guy, and that's okay. That's not God's way. That's today's culture. Will you be counterculture or not? The world teaches us today that we must accept everything. But the Bible teaches us very clearly that there are certain things that are evil and certain things that are not evil. And we have to stand up for what is right and what is true. The question is, are you going to do that? What will you do? What will you do? What will I do? So this evening in this place, let us make a decision to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let us make a decision to be like Daniel, that no matter what, we will continue to seek the Lord. We will put him first in all things. We will not bow to any false image. We will not bow to any false idol. When it comes to standing up against what's evil and what's wrong, we will stand and come against it just like Paul did. And we will call it what it is, even if it sounds good. Are you with me, guys? God is looking for a people that will be willing to do this. Jesus said that the Father is seeking those who will worship Him in spirit and truth. Those are people that serve the Lord with their whole heart. Those are people that seek Him with their whole heart. No matter what, they'll follow him. No matter what it costs them, they'll follow, they'll follow. Just like Shadrach, Mish, and Abednego basically said, listen, no matter what, we're not going to bow our knee. We believe our God will deliver us. But you know what? Whatever happens, happens. Amen. Amen. I can get up here and tell you it's all going to be roses and sunshine. Listen, there will be wonderful days. But there may be some tough ones in between. But stand strong in those days. Stand strong in those moments. Be bold. When you're asked a question about what you think is right and wrong, speak the truth. Teach your children what's right, what's wrong. Don't stand. Don't accept what isn't right in the sight of the Lord. You will be faced next year like you have never been faced before. And you can get, you can get mad at me. I don't really care. You'll see. Make the right choices. Follow him with all of your heart, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more teaching like this and other material, please visit our website at www.oceansunite.com.